Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dog see. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. Joined by usual, well, just one suspect at the moment. We might have a second suspect a little later on. Pointer 69, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm good, and I'm here. That's where all the counts, right? That's exactly it, mate. That's all the counts. Uh, don't know where the other two are. Tom's off, I don't know, camping or something, and yours is off being a dad and talking to his talking dad or something. <laughs> Just everything to do with dads. (laughs) D-squared. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just the two of us to start, but here's what it is. Ready for another week of rookie action? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I'm I'm thinking, oh, I'm not really uh, close enough to be where I think I need to be. I'm, like, getting a bit scared that I haven't done enough rookies and getting ready for the draft. But I guess it's not draft season yet for Dynasty, but it's, you know, I always like to be ahead of the NFL draft. And I think... Mm. The thing I was most worried about this episode is who's going to do the, the, the Tom random intro story? That's it, right? Who's going to give us the, yeah, the was, random family uh, facts? I thought about like how could I just pretend I was Tom and just come up with this random story? Just spew a yarn. Oh, mate, it's tough. It's like you just have to pretend. Um, oh, I was just you know working hard in one paddock one day and then um, this thought came to me about this guy that I once met um, – you know, at a at a cow convention, and um, <laughs> it, you know, it was it just it just the thing that triggered it was that we went on a hiatus last week, and, and I just mm. remember this one guy at the cow convention, like he used to always say a hiatus when he meant hiatus. He just got it, he would always get it wrong. <laughs> oh, dear, I reckon that was he. He would enjoy that. I think. Yeah, it was a little bit of a, a yarn. Zero effort involved in that one. I just I had thought about it earlier today. I was like, I should write a long Tom yarn that. I go back and listen to some of them and just really steal the little bits and put it together. Try and get Chat GPT or something to. Out. Would, <laughs> Tell me a story a Tom, about a farmer. <laughs> a Tom on opening of the Australia, Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast uh, intro. Yeah, we should have done that. That's a missed opportunity. But anyway, next time, mate. Eh? Next time. Look, we're only two weeks away from draft, actually, uh, as of tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's it's coming down to the the pointy end here. Are you are you ready? You said you you're feeling a bit underprepared. Oh yeah, I haven't got to a point where I think we've I've covered everyone to be able to put some rankings together. But I don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. I guess that's for the draft. I, I was I was tossing up the idea of whether we could have like a little um I don't know first round mock draft competition maybe for the Discord or and the listeners mm-hmm. just put something together see who gets the most most accuracy and we can give away a prize or something. What Absolutely. Yep, yeah. that's definitely something we can do. Um, we can, if you want to get in amongst it, pick your pick your first round. I'll probably get about twenty, right? I mean, you got to get a, no one. No one gets <laughs> if, you, if you get screwed early and you don't you don't get the first picks and things change. You're all of a sudden out by a long way because guys you've picked earlier just or guys you have still good to go have already been taken. So it's, yeah, it's good fun. But I, I think it would be good to get a, a good pool of people together and. Um, See how we go. See see how how successful we do. Actually, we can. Yep. Get. So we'll throw throw some ideas up on the Discord. So if you're not in there, get across to it, um, and we'll, we'll obviously uh, run something over the next couple of weeks and see who's the the, the smartest out of the monks 
uh, all of us. So uh, head over to, of course, our social media platforms as well, at Oz Fantasy NFL on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us on our socials, individual socials, of course, as well. You can find them on uh, on that Twitter handle as well. Reviews, we love a five-star review, Pointer. It's been a while since we've had a five-star review. What's going on, everyone? Give us something. Something, ladies and gentlemen. We need a five-star review. And leave um, now, one that's with a, a good, nice little message and we'll read it out. We'd love to absolutely. read them out. We haven't had one of them for a while. The, the more interesting, the better chance we, we will read it, right? If you can give <laughs> us a nice Tom Yarn, we'll read that. Or put your Tom review in a Tom Yard. Yarn. Yeah. yeah. Mention your favorite cow and sheep. And Tom will be all over it. <laughs> yeah, we need a five-star review. Please leave. Uh, usually we would be uh, talking about signature cards at the moment, but uh, we're not going to play a, a game with just one. Or do you want to play a game by yourself, Peter? Or do we wait for you? Yeah. Our, our guest no, just hit me. Hit me with a game. I'll play as myself, and I'll like, also buzz in as Tom. Um, all right. I'll give you the first one, and we'll, we'll leave the other ones for later. But, yeah, signature cards, once again, they send us that box of uh, Mosaic 2022 NFL trading cards. Thanks once again. Thanks to uh, Greg at Drunk Analysis on Twitter. He's hooked us up with this box. Um, we're going to break it essentially on on air and uh, play this in my game for the next few weeks as well, leading into the draft uh, and then after, of course, as well. Uh, we are going to put a bit of a competition on um, our Discord again as well. If you do leave a five star review and you do guess the answer on uh, on the Discord, if you get the answer right, you're going to get a hanger, which is just a whole pack sent to you. So, yeah, that's up and coming. But uh, we'll tell you when and where and who and what and how and why and what colour and all that kind of stuff uh, when it's a little bit closer. But no prizes today because that's uh, just you, Pointer. You're going to either win or lose by yourself here. But, yeah, right, first one. I opened up a little bit before. Um, just Oh, Joe Namath. Last time. <laughs> no, not this one. You no. got that one right before, though, before the show. Yeah. The, the I removed the old people of Donovan McNabb and... Joe Namath, uh, and I've moved on to this one here that I've got in my hand, a hot little hand here. I'm going to give you some 2021 and 2022 stats. This has only got 2021 stats on the card, but the 2022 stats to comparison is probably going to give it this away. But uh, he had in 2021, 153 carries for 601 yards and three touchdowns. This is a running back. Uh, in comparison with 2022, are you ready for this? He had 1,066 yards and 17 touchdowns. So he's gone up from three touchdowns to 17 touchdowns. Oh, it's it's our, the show's favorite guy. It is the, the show's favorite Andre. guy. Big dog's going to eat. <laughs> Jamal Williams. Nice easy run. Nice yeah. easy run for you. Jamal Williams. My next clue was he does not long, no longer play on that same team. <laughs> <laughs> Big money. He's, he's gone from... Um, Pissing like a puppy? Nah. What's the other one? He's gone from um, off the porch to, I love you guys so much, you know, I love you all, uh, to a new team. So there you go. Jamal Williams. Nice easy one for you, Pointer. Well done. One from one. You're in the lead one to yours and Tom's zero. Perfect. That's, <laughs> we'll stay that way. What are we, all right, we'll do, are we talking we'll do about? Some more when, we'll do some more when uh, when yours gets here, slash if he gets here. What do you reckon? I mean, I really hope he gets here because... We need him for the third guy, but we'll see how we go. Oh, we can make it work. We can make it work. So, yeah, this week, obviously, still into the, the rookie running backs. Um, we've done two weeks of them. This will be our, what are we up to, ninth, tenth, and eleventh bloke. Tom's probably done one as well, but he's not here. So, um, I think you said uh, his player was the, the 101. 
again, Deuce Fawn, mm. I think he was doing. He said 101 Deuce Fawn. So, yeah, he said the 101 Deuce Fawn, and I think he had some random wide receiver at 101 too. So, anyway, uh, there's been some NFL stuff happening, Pointer. Oh, there was some news, transactions yeah. here and there. Um, well, we're going to talk about those really those boring wide receivers. <laughs> so, I know we're going to talk about the big name that came out this week. Let's talk OBJ about the big name. To the Ravens, right? Mm. This is this is pretty big, pretty big news. I think very um, in terms of landing spots, it's got to have the most. Uh, it must say something about Lamar likely coming back to the Ravens. I think what would it for someone that Odell Beckham that's had the opportunity to to um, pick and choose where he'd go, who'd pay him the money. Maybe it was the only team that paid would give him the the money deal. That's the only other side of the coin that he chose the Ravens because they're the only ones going to pay. But I think um, he doesn't want to come back and play on a on a bad team. He's been on the Browns um, where he was really not happy with it. He wants to come back and play with a, you know, a good NFL quarterback that they have a chance of fighting the playoffs and making the Super Bowl. So I think mm-hmm. he thinks um, Lamar's coming back on the Ravens. So there must be something there for him to have signed early. He does in, he does necessarily not in a rush. He didn't have to sign um, mm. straight away, but maybe pre-draft getting on a team, um, you know, helps him out and make sure he gets the most money. But, is Lamar coming back? Is the real question from this for me? Yeah, he's got to, it's got to be. This is all signs pointing to it, right? Like it didn't eat into their cap that much. To it's one of those weird contracts where they've pretty much guaranteed everything at signing. It's a fifteen million dollar one year, fifteen million dollar contract. Thirteen point eight three five of it is guaranteed, and it's a cap hit of three million or almost four million dollars. Like it's a base salary of one point one six five. I don't really understand the salary cap. Hey, I need someone to to rip into it because I tell you, it seems like. They can just give as much money as they want to these players, but then it counts for a million dollars. I think he's what's doing there. He's only he's only contracted to play with them for one year, but his money is paid out over multiple years in the in the cap. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's so so his signing bonus comes out. Seven. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit stupid, isn't it? I mean, it's interesting. It it doesn't matter how he when he gets paid or what he gets paid, but making sure he gets big dollars is probably smart from him. I don't know. I think this is. I mean, it's a good spot for him, probably. But it would have been nice to see him land in a spot where he could have been a a high end wide receiver too, as opposed to having to be the the alpha. And I think um, probably does benefit Bateman and the rest of the receivers having someone like OBJ joining that room. But mm-hmm. I think it all hinges on whether, in terms of his value, whether Lamar is coming back. Which I do think the longer it's gone on, no other. T- if a team wanted to make a move, they probably would have. A big move would have been made already. Um, mm. The teams in a, the teams that needed a quarterback were all in good positions that they could have worked out deals or got stuff sorted. So I think Lamar's tried to test the market, found out the market isn't really interested, or the price is too high, whatever it may be, and um, he might have to he might come back to the Ravens, which all in all probably could be the best outcome for him in terms of his career. A team that actually wants him to play there, they just weren't prepared to pay too much money and, and seek hmm. like, you know, the next 10 years away into having paid for a higher risk quarterback. So it's, I think it's, it'll be a, still a long game before we find out whether he signs a deal there or whatnot, hopefully before the draft, because that'd make things a whole lot easier for the Ravens to go through their draft process, knowing yeah, that exactly they put right. Lamar back in the door. So exactly. Hopefully we'll see something in the next couple of weeks and we can all be happy about how Lamar shares or even our Odell Beckham Jr. shares. I think, hmm. Now could be a time where you might get a little bit of a bite of an interest, but I think it's all going to be low ball offers on on Beckham. But 
Absolutely. As soon as things start to heat up, I think his price could get a nice little tick up. Yeah, I think there's still those, you know, Rashad Bateman believers out there. If you were just, you know, taking a, a, a punt at a, a, a redraft league at the moment, or you're doing a best ball, which one do you choose, Beckham or Bateman? Beckham, I think, for me. I don't know. I think Bateman has had injury. I don't know. I think if they're gonna, both going to be there, it's a bit tough. I'm not... I'd really have to choose a wide receiver from a different team, but <laughs> Beckham is my choice at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. But in saying that, like the last time Beckham was relevant for fantasy was probably 2019 where he had over 1,000 yards. He hasn't had over six touchdowns since 2016. So yeah. it's been a long time since he's been a consistent fantasy option. So it's going to need to show out this year with, with Lamar. So that's all going to kind of ride on that. But yeah, I think the fact, I, I, I like that he set out the whole of, he just didn't come back last year. He's had full time to recover. In one regard, but he yeah. is higher in age. In Dynasty, I wouldn't be really. If I think this is an opportunity, not right now, but soon, to get out of having Odell Beckham on mm. your team. Um, mm-hmm. Time be time to sort of. It seems right. It's another one year deal. He's gonna. He's not gonna be. He's gonna have to fight for another contract, uh, for another team, and maybe it is an opportunity. But if you get a good couple of games to start the year, and he, or there's a bit of a hype coming out of camp, and you can sell him, I think it's a. It's an opportunity to, to make that move. I'm not too sure how high the ceiling is for him on a on the Ravens team that's going to want to run the ball first and has Mark Andrews. Um, that's probably the wide receiver one there, really. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Or target one. Yeah, yeah. Um, other news. Just uh, just came across my desk here because uh, I finally typed in NFL draft into the, the Goog and it's come up with Steelers talking with the Bears about trading up to number nine. Ooh, Interesting. What are they? Mm. I don't know what they what need. Are the steal- what do they want? <laughs> Who knows? What are they moving up to nine for? You reckon? Interesting. Not a quarterback, we right? To, uh, <laughs> oh, could it be another one? Who knows? No. I think that's going to be the talk of it now. Who are the who are the quarterbacks off the board? There was a lot of talk this week from your team, was under uh, Cardinals mm. getting a lot of a lot of calls and a lot of interest. Like six yeah, teams. Or six teams interested in coming up. Yeah, yeah. which is. A Good. lot more than I mean, I, I think actually. It's going to be good news. I think there's a lot of – the Cardinals don't look to be doing um, Ugh, God. too great. And I think this season with Kyler's injury is definitely a write-off from the start. So how do you – it's hard to manage that uh, in terms of how do you keep your players motivated and how do you keep going forward, but how do you build a new team and new guys that continue to stay uh, in the right headset – mindset, sorry. Um, <laughs> Got my headset on, yeah. <laughs> um, like I think that's going to be a tough part. I think this decision, this this trade or making a trade and getting some more value could be a big key piece that um, really sets themselves up for the future. I think the guys they might pass up on and get in there, although they might be handy. I think more players and more depth is probably the the bigger factor that's going to really help the Cardinals rebuild that roster. Yeah, and I think with Bidwell apparently telling people to buy burner phones or something, we might even lose a couple of picks here. So. Oh, I saw that. The franchise that. as a whole is not looking good. So. It did not. I I remember watching. Um, going back to the Hard Knocks, was it Hard Knocks mm-hmm. or Hard Knocks documentary? Um, all or Nothing. All or Nothing was the Cardinals. Yeah, and it was. And Bidwell seemed like a really soft owner. Like, like, mm. like he wasn't. He had the money, and his family had the team, but he wasn't fully invested in. Or he wasn't like, um, you know, like a cowboy type of owner. He was pretty conservative. Like. 
conservative or not going to risk too much. But now this stuff's coming out. I'm like, oh, wow, I've got a different opinion on, on Bidwell now. Yeah, he was drawing hard apparently. But yeah, I think it'll cost us. And uh, what do you do? It's They're a disaster of a franchise and I'm um, a little bit over it. But, I uh, think that's the Broncos anyway. are in the same boat. They've had a bit of time. Like John Elway's finally left the building. I think um, his contract was up this week or last week. Um, yep. New owners in the building, uh, new GM. It's sort of slowly, hopefully things can turn themselves around just to get, you know, new new ideas and, and sort of just to reset the standard in the in the building. So I think that's oh, the thing they, they want to try and do, right? They just want to come in, new coach, uh, new GM, and now we're going to say, this is it. Well, speaking of, uh, I don't even know what you said now. <laughs> but uh, guess, late, <laughs> guess late mates here. How are you, mate? Yeah, I guess mates here. Uh, what, what you missed there was uh, speaking of uh, disaster of an organisation, <laughs> which is exactly what you said. I thought you were going to jump in immediately uh, look, with it. But speaking of a disaster of an organisation, I forgot what he said. I won't lie to you. Oh, it's a um, I got a I got a review for us today. Um, it's <laughs> straight uh, to it. Straight to it. Jack Daniels uh, Tennessee Apple Liqueur with What's soda. The front door. Um, Combo metrics, uh, 1.1 standard drink. We'll just Soft. spill a little bit there. 4.4% ABV, 330 mils. Luckily, and uh, you're nice. used to uh, liquids being poured over all over you these days, right? Yeah, very much Urine, so. Your vomit, shit, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Dribble, everything. Um, it's very clear. It smells very strongly of apple. I'll just give it a quick taste. It's a real narrow can. Mm, as I suspected, it's absolutely dreadful. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen this and thought about buying it, don't. It's really bad. Um, Clearly not a sponsor. <laughs> yep. Jack Daniels, you make some nice apple liqueur, but uh, I wouldn't have it with soda in your can. Uh, other than that, I uh, yeah, made apple liqueur. It's, uh, I was going to say it's the Mr. Irrelevant as a draft pick, but uh, okay. I know you, you value that pretty hard. Uh, Chris Morris having uh, absolutely. had it every year so far in our in our league of records, so we'll, we'll give it the four nine. Four nine, <laughs> <laughs> the All worst right. pick of the draft. Yeah. All right. Well, now that you're here, yep. Where we're we doing at? this again? Uh, you uh, you are down. You're down one nil uh, in the guess the card competition at the moment. Poeta has Ooh. been very successful with his first uh, attempt, so we're going to roll into number two of the cards. And here, uh, here's a see if you can get it ready. Did you get it? Oh, got it. <laughs> no, I'll, we'll go again. This is good for the, the listeners. Ooh. So here we go. Okay. We're uh, there's a clue there, maybe. Remember, 2021 stats. 2021 stats. I will give you 2022 stats as well. That will not help you in any way, shape, or form, though. So this player is a running back. That's what we'll start with. Any guesses? Uh, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> No, that's wrong. Uh, 188 attempts in 2021, 870 yards, seven touchdowns, 40 receptions for 228 yards, one touchdown. Uh, how, how many let's rushing yards? Read yards? the blurb here. Uh, 870, 870 okay. in 2021. Uh, in an offense led by Josh Allen, one of the NFL's sharpest passes. Every Buffalo, whoop, shit, player outside Ooh. of the offensive line better be able to wrap his gloves around the pigskin. Who is it? Uh, Devin Singletary. It is. He's horrible. Devin, Devin Singletary <laughs> just poaching my Damien Pierce shares this year. That's uh, yeah. I reckon he's underrated. Underrated. Yeah, I think he's a good committee back. It's yeah, kind of what he's going to do. Okay, ready? Next one. This is a rookie. So okay. it's going to go. It's going to go to the twenty twenty one college stats. So I'm not going to tell you his team because it'll give it away. Hmm. 
So, so it was a rookie in 2022? Yes, yeah. correct. 2022 uh, yeah, rookie. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, yards. I'll only give you yards so far in his 2021 campaign. 728 yards, seven touchdowns. So I'm going to tell you if it's rushing or receiving yet. Any ideas? 728 and seven. Total yards in his college career, 1503 and 14. Uh, mm. Taken in the... Late first, early second range of last year's rookie drafts. He, Jahan Dotson. Not Jahan Dotson. His mm. quote here was, "This his, his college team's offense prepared him for what is to come on the next level. Helped me a lot tremendously, oh, really. George Pickens? It's not George Pickens. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the position now. It's not a wide receiver. Oh, really? That's all the mm. yards he had. That's disappointing. Also had uh, 27 receptions for 284 yards and four touchdowns through the air. Mm. Any ideas? Late first, early second. Tyler Algier. Not Tyler Algier. A bit before him. Mm, Damien Pierce. We didn't get Damien Pierce rookie card, did we? No. Oh, I'd be excited about that. would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the pick, the running back before Damian Pierce on most people's boards. Oh, CJ Spiller? Or no? <laughs> Not CJ Spiller. Cook. James Cook. <laughs> He's got it. Oh, just all Buffalo players. Yeah. James Cook, yeah. I was going to say, the next clue was he was in a committee with a previous card. <laughs> uh, yeah, damn. Oh, well. That's 2-1. 2-1 <laughs> to point our last card. This I don't the- get the Joe Namath points. I got that and you didn't even ask any questions. This is the uh, prism okay. insert. Hang on, I'm gonna, which makes it look like this green. Oh yeah, mm. green sparkles. Uh, now this is a, another rookie, another rookie, and we're going to the wide receiver land. His name has not been said yet tonight. Uh, and Chris Olave. That is bloody close. No, it's not Chris Olave. <laughs> um, Forty-three receptions for eight hundred and one yards and seven touchdowns in his last year of college. That's extremely uh, efficient. Yes, that is extremely is efficient. Uh, let's just call this player uh, Boom Bust. Would have been his uh, college descriptor. Is it Christian Watson? It is Christian Watson. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good card. Nice. Got it. Boom. Christian Watson. Yeah. Nice green prism insert. There it is. Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver. Very, very nice. That's uh, Which pack is this from? Sorry. Uh, this is from this pack, the Mosaic. Oh, shit. The mosaic, uh, something rather. They're real nice cards. If you're, uh, if you ever see a, what do you call it, a break with the mosaic cards, they're pretty. Yeah, I like them. They're pretty, pretty slick. Uh, yeah, so jump over to signature cards if you want some. They just released actually a. What did they release today? I was a bit excited by it. I actually jumped back in to get some Cardinals cards. Ooh. I know the Zenith. The Zenith two mosaic boxes. So two boxes of these being nice. broken. And three 2022 Zenith cards, which is uh, you get an autograph in one of these. So, yeah, look, it's exciting stuff. Get across there. Greg from Signature Sports Breaks hooked us up at the box. So thank you to him once again. All right, let's rip in a rookie running backs. Who wants to start? Flip a coin. I'll go first. We'll Good go. on your pointer. Continue with tradition. Uh, I, have to, I have to actually just... I don't know. I feel like I've done done it first most week, which is good to get it out of the way, as they always say. Uh, I got um, old mate. Uh, Who says that? 
Zach, <laughs> Zach Evans, um, he's a five-star out of oh, last season we played at Old Muse, previously TCU. Uh, he's 5'11", uh, currently weighing anywhere between 195 pounds, as been reported, to uh, 212. Um, I think he weighed in at his – where did I have his pro day up here? No, I don't think – he weighed in at the two, pro day stats, man. They just lie. 212 was the last one, so – um, I'll take that one because it sounds good and it's the biggest. You don't want to take the small stuff. <laughs> he came out of he was out of Houston, Texas, um, and I think he his stats are pretty good um, last season. But I think pre, prior to that, he sort of looked like they were very committee based. So he's had twenty seven games in his college career, two hundred ninety um, carries, but just shy of one yard shy of two thousand yards at uh, six point eight nine a tote, uh, eighteen touchdowns. Yes, th- you know, decent reception size, which isn't great, really, over, over three seasons. 30 receptions, 325 yards, averaging 10, two touchdowns. Um, I think he was – Evans was the first five-star recruit to sign with TCU. Um, he was a top 20 overall prospect who led the North Shore High School in Houston to back-to-back state titles. Uh, he rushed for nearly 5,000 yards and 76 touchdowns in his high school career, which, you know, those stats seem ridiculous. Um you know, at TCU, he had a, he made a strong start. Like you know, that's not bad. Four hundred yards in his first season, four touchdowns, um, and then he led the Horn Frogs in the season after with uh, six hundred forty-eight touchdowns. I think he, he made six hundred forty-eight touchdowns. Jesus oh, Christ, that's a lot of it's touchdowns. Good. That's three yeah, a touch. Nah. That's three touchdowns a touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a 101, obviously, of those numbers. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> He's going to score three touchdowns a touch. I'm in. But, um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to look back here in between two things. But uh, <laughs> I think it, at Old Miss, he played 12 games last season. He missed some time with a hip injury and a concussion. Um, and he's still racked up just shy of 1,000 yards, 936. Um, but I think the key here is he's, he's pretty efficient with, with how how he does his work. Um, and if we come back to looking at his some of his uh, other numbers, his combine numbers here were 4.0. No, one didn't go to the combine, sorry. At his pro day, 4.45 40 time, which uh, would have ranked sixth among the running backs of the combine. He also ran a 4.26 20-yard shuttle and finished the three-cone um, in 7.08. On all these numbers would have been inside the top 10 at the combine. Um, college dominator was 24.3%, 50th percentile, and his yards per carry, like I said, is the strong point, 90th percentile target share. Uh it's at the 50th percentile, which, you know, 30 receptions over a college career isn't going to lead me to think this guy is an excellent pass catcher. But can he do it? Yeah, he can catch the ball, just not really necessarily used that well. Um, I think if I look at what he's, what I saw on film, um, he's got the body and composition of an NFL back. Uh, he uses his body and fights to contact. Um, he always adds yards to the carry with power, um, and he has an exceptionally efficient stiff arm. I think that's one of his his key moves. Sometimes you look at these guys on the tape and you think, oh, they, they use a little jump cut or often little things they try and get through. He's very efficient at the linebacker part of how he can just stiff arm the guy to gain extra yards. Um, probably his vision somewhere that I think he has room for improvement. At times he does, he's slow to process what's in front of him. Um, and you can see that when he just misses, guy, misses seeing guys or um, doesn't miss find the right hole to run through straight away. Um, he has decent athleticism. I'm not going to say he's sitting here and he has the great, um, greatest. He has good burst and sudden explosiveness. He gets to the, the second level all right, but I, 
I think I've seen a lot of people say he has decent speed. Uh, at times, he can show you know a little bit of home run ability, but it's hard to like match that up against the quality of defenders against him. When other times he he looks like he's a little bit lethargic and run down. Sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I compared it looking at it to sort of how what Derrick Henry looks like when he gets into some open space and he's just running. He he looks big and uh, but he's not like he's just going to run you beat you in a race to the end zone. He's going to slow down and fight for a bit more contact. Um, I don't know. I think overall he sort of has decent production. Um, he's someone that I think is – he's not going to go too high in rookie drafts, but he's a guy to, to sort of monitor. He's going to have one of those players that's going to fall into being a, a backup on a team and, and given some opportunity, maybe he can carve a bit of a rollout because he has the right build. He has sort of decent enough speed. He's good enough at all these things. In some landing spots, he could be, um, you know, one of these sort of draft steals for you. Um, can be rookie drafts. A lot of questions about I'm pretty his much, character. Well, sorry. I was just going to say, I pretty much like echo what Pete said. All I have written down pretty much is just physical. <laughs> like he's just kind of maybe one of the stronger ones we've watched in terms of contact. Uh, maybe the strongest we've watched. Outside yeah, I think of... he's he's definitely not afraid. Like you know, none of none of these, but he just definitely he knows when to use his contact as well. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't just um, run into guys. He he knows how to get away from them, but when it has to go through a guy, he he sort of puts it through. I didn't think he was. I thought like you know he fights contact well. He doesn't necessarily break through with contact, but he he's always like draw like he gets tackled and he drives extra yards, and I think that's important because um, that always going forward aspect is very key for a running back. If you're getting stuffed and go backwards or you sit stuff. But if you fight for an extra couple of yards, they all add up at the end of the day and they all add up for you, your team staying on the field, moving the chains. Um, I just think this guy's going to be some, sometimes going to like him. He's not going to land on a team that um, maybe he's, I mean, he could land on a team that's desperate for running back uh, that takes him, you know, like, you know, later round, but he's going to, he could land on a team that has some, some guys there, but he's, he's a good talent. I think considering a, um, running back by committee sort of approach and have some value because he, he sort of does a lot of the, the good stuff well. Uh, but he just, I mean, I think he's just, he's not showy enough or have this top end stuff for us to be talking about him higher than some of these guys. But I think, you know, he played for some some good schools. Um, he, he put up some good production. Um, I think the last thing that there's sort of to worry about, he's had, had did have a few fumbles um, in his career, which is sort of just, a little bit concerning um, and teams will probably look at that to say, Oh, what's the go here? Do we have to worry about this too much or, or not at all? But I, I don't know. I'd have to wait and see on that, but I think the price you're paying from, you can look away from that and you can just ignore it and wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. I think there's some, um, some character concerns with this guy. Got enough fight with a few of his coaches and all this kind of stuff as well. And he's, when he was at TCU and then, um, yeah, he kind of got pushed out by um, who did I do last week? <laughs> Kendra Miller um, out about yeah. him, um, and then he transferred across the to Ole Miss. So yeah, I don't know. I think there's some 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 question marks about his character. Um, yeah, the, he's made some questionable decisions off the field, and I think that's what he's going to have to kind of prove to NFL teams that he's not a not a dickhead. So. Yeah, I think if, if you want to use some good quotes here, he's a dog, he says. I'm a dog. I'm competitive, super competitive. I'm willing to do what it takes. Um, and he asked about his numbers at the combine. He says, I wasn't happy with none of my tests, but that's just a dog in me. We all like a bit of dog in the guy, right? Mm. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Um, yeah, so anyways, I, I 
I didn't see anything that was giving away, but it, it'll be something to think about because now these guys can transfer teams all the time. Coaches will, Tempe will look at that and be like, "What happens if you come to us and we give you some bad news? Are you going to just, mm. you know, suck and do nothing? You're going to do a demand Elijah a Moore. trade? Yeah. yeah, demand a trade. Are you going to come in and and just be part of the team? They want team guys that are going to work. Like he's going to be a guy that's going to come somewhere, and he's not going to be handed um, RB one straight away. He's going to be on the special teams. He's going to be the third string back. Um, it's going to come in and have to, you know, wait for his opportunity. So that sort of stuff could be a could be worth considering. Was see how see how he goes come draft day. But I think you know a team like the Patriots, you wouldn't want to you don't want to be too confident if you have character issues. Seeing him go there, that's a team that's just not going to let that fly. And they're not going to if you're not going to mm. put in. We'll see you later. I do think that a lot of them were kind of high school related. Um, and then he, I think it was one of the guys. I'm just trying to remember what I read before that he he did his own recruitment. Or handled his own recruitment, and uh, I think he lost a family member while that was all happening. So then, TCU said, "No, nah, there's nothing wrong with him. It was all just some character assassination early." But yeah, I think he's he's you know got that question mark there. But anyway, see what happens. Yeah, he's hmm. yeah, he was just fine for me. Like, I, yeah, I yeah, think he's yeah. a good back, but another guy. Yep. I think, like you know, we're looking at these backs now in a in a big list of you look at people's top tens, and there's guys that are you know one guy has a guy top five that no one else has in their top 10 at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big pool of these sort of players. And I think you have to just sort of, well, it's going to be a, a big thing to see where they go in the drafts and where they move to. But mm-hmm. there's a massive list of guys you have to, like I was saying here before the pod, when we introed, there's, there's still so many that I haven't looked at that I'm just, that's what scares me the most is there's so many. Am I going to be behind on a guy or um, someone that I haven't looked at because the list is too long and come draft day, he's going to come up shoot up boards and we'll have to be playing catch up, checking mm. out their film. So, Yeah, I feel like the first four, like, you know, everyone's got the kind of the, the same first four and then from five to 20 is like, you know, just put in whatever order you think. It's yeah, I think. Just tough. I don't even we... know about four, maybe like two. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got Bijan, you've got Gibbs, you've got Charbonnet, which they're, well, there's three that are usually right up the top, right? Yeah, I think that's probably the end of end of list. Then it just is, you know, seven guys that are all in the same tier or something. Maybe who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's good, it's a good tier still. They're still good. It's just like there's no yeah, good clear. players. Hmm. It might just push them down the board a little bit in the actual NFL draft, which is hmm. something interesting to watch. You know, if if teams feel comfortable with sort of five or six guys, they're not going to you know jump at them at the top of the second round. Maybe they'll be happy to wait till the third round and hmm. pick them there. So. Yeah, he was who do you want? Do you want to go? Yep, off you go. Yep, we're doing uh, old mate Sean Tucker here. He's a former three-star recruit out of, and I, I was sure this was going to be a typo because um, my phone's auto-corrected this to O Space Wings Mills in Maryland, but it is actually Owings Mills oh, yeah, uh, right. High School in Maryland. So uh, big body back, 5'9 or 10, depending where you look, and he's about 210, I think 207 he weighed in at, so... Good size, looks plenty big and strong on the field and, and backed it up with 28 reps on the bench. So nice and strong, this this boy. That's uh, 95th percentile. Um, I appreciate, got to shout out those weight room warriors whenever you can because, yeah, Jim Bros United and that. Uh, so college production, solid. So he threw up back-to-back 1,000-yard college seasons. But uh, it's 2021 where he had his, his real breakout. So he had almost just short of 1,500 yards. 
um, on just short of 250 carries, 12 touchdowns, 255 yards off 20 receptions. And yeah, moving into 2022, he looked a lot less impressive. So I think a lot of guys really liked him coming into this year and he was a little disappointing this year. So I think um, you'll see, yeah, him fall quite a lot on where people had him the year before. Um, Having said that, good dominator at uh, 32.2% and... He has actually a pretty elite best season target share, 14.6%, which is really, really high. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a strength of his, but it's a, a bit hit and miss, but it's, it's a good target share to see. And, and you know, that sort of factors pretty heavily into whether the backs can be successful in the NFL. So I was pretty excited to take a look at him. My um, podcast crush, Trevor Sycamore, had him, I think, as his favorite running back, maybe Barbijan. Um coming into the year, but yeah, called on him significantly in 2022. Getting into the highlights, I, I kind of see why. It's all just like a bit meh. Um, a lot of the backs we've watched, they wait for the hole to develop and then just like bang, they're exploding through it. Um, didn't really see that with Tucker as much this year. Um, just kind of runs, hopes he breaks the first tackle and then when he does, he's got pretty good home run um, ability. He's a, he's a track runner through college and yeah, 85th percentile speed score, a 439 East Pro Day, I think 444 is his combine times. So it's plenty fast. Um, certainly has the speed, has the explosiveness, but it, it just didn't show up because he was just a little bit, um, I don't know, just indecisive. And, and some of these running backs I've, I've been watching in particular, A-Chain and Abanakanda, are really, really fast and they were really explosive. So, Moving on to this guy, it was quite noticeable. Um, some of the deficiencies showed up mostly in the tape that I watched for against uh, Notre Dame. Uh, they were a definite lack of decisiveness there. So he kind of skips behind the line, um, looks where he's supposed to run and just gets swallowed by their defenders, um, got smashed all the time. Um just didn't look to generally have good vision or anything like that, which is a pretty big concern for me, to be honest. I think that's one of the the biggest skills that you need to have as a running back to be successful in at the next level. So, yeah, I think there's a bit of upside. He obviously had a really good 2021 season. He's plenty fast. Just that decisiveness and, um, yeah, hole hitting is, is a concern for me and I for that reason, I'm probably pushing him down my board a, a fair bit. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but it's definitely definitely where I sat with him. Uh, so I watched him straight after Bigsby, uh, mm-hmm. who I'm, I'm doing tonight. And I tell you what, he makes he, he looked real real fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I, after I watched Bigsby, uh, it was like watching it was a bit of a, a breath of fresh air. I think I'd have him in front of Bigsby, in fact, uh, because, yeah, I just mm. – Bigsby was all sorts of meh. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw I enough. Really liked him. Yeah, I saw enough in his vision that he could identify the correct hole and and cut back efficiently. But I think when he when he tried to bounce it outside, I think he should have just taken an option inside rather than trying to to force the the crease on the outside. That's that's probably what I saw happen a bit too much. I think he was trying a bit too hard to to make something from nothing where he should have just taken his lumps. Um, that was probably my biggest 
issue with him. I think um, what Chris said, I think I, I took note in that, in that, like, he's, you know, if you look at his highlights, you look at his 2021 season, it's it's really, really good. And mm. you look at that and say, oh, this guy could be one of my top three running backs or even up there. And then it's just sort of the drop-off and it's like, what caused that? And it's hard to sort of pinpoint. Um, and I'm not saying he dropped off. It just, it just didn't look as efficient. There could have been multiple factors, anything there. But he has this... He has the athleticism, right, that's going to mm. give him the potential to be um, a really good back at the NFL level. Like, that's the stuff you can't teach, you can't get, uh, just can't improve on overnight. So if he can improve on some of the small things, go to a team that, I don't know, maybe prepared to foster a running back and, and give them a little bit of a you know time, chance to grow. Maybe maybe even in Cleveland behind Nick Chubb or somewhere like that, I can see him actually being... a. Um, a real decent runner. That's what I, I think. I mean, I'll call it the positive side of it, Ben. Like he has the stuff that I think can make him a really good back. He just has to work on a lot of the sort of little things, and and that's what they're going to do when he go to the next level. I think teams, will, some team will look at him and be like, "This guy's the guy I want." Um, and I'm not won't be surprised if it's sort of you know a little bit earlier than we think. Yeah, I think the other thing, and I mean, a lot of this was probably influenced by that what that Notre Dame games that I watched. Um, it kind of just didn't sit well with me that game. Like he had a couple of drop passes that didn't need to be dropped or he just, it just made a lot of wrong decisions for me. And yeah, I agree. Like you watch his 2021. I only really watched his highlights from 2021. Admittedly, I didn't go too far into game tape. Maybe I will. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of just bang. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone a lot more than I saw in the tape I watched from this year. And it just concerns me that that, that drop-off was there. And I just worry that, you know, if his offensive line isn't, you know, creating a hole for him, is he going to be able to create it for himself, I guess? Because I, I didn't say, like, there's not a lot of moves from him. It's just sort of run. and It's speed, right? Speed yeah, is his weapon. It's speed is his weapon. And, like, if he, when he gets into space and there's a blocker in front of him, he makes the right decision there. Mm. Like, his vision in the open field is really, really good. Just running between the tackles, I, I didn't see it. So that that's what concerns me. All right. Thank these. Oh, let's yeah. just restart the whole episode, eh? Yeah, that's horrible. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Tank Bigsby. Or uh, if you want his preferable name or his actual name, Cartavius Bigsby, six foot, six foot exactly, two hundred and ten pounds, whereas his combine measurements. Just if you want some uh, backstory on why they call him Tank, a couple of stories coming out. Apparently, his aunt and his father were responsible for it, but then the, another article says his mum was responsible for it. So let's just say his entire family are responsible for it. Uh, apparently, he came off one uh, one of the games in high school. Uh, he lost his helmet and he just kept running and his mum just said, boy, he was moving like a tank. So they called him tank. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Or it could have been uh, as a rambunctious toddler, he was apparently a bit carefree and uh, they just said he was like a tank, according to, once again, parts of his family, uh, undisclosed information. So uh, you take what you want. I, yeah, I actually had heard that um, Cartavius, it comes from Cartavius, which is Latin for a large armoured vehicle. Right. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah. Look, never heard of it. But uh, anyways, here we go. Thank Bigby. Let's get into some actual information here that we. I'm just trying to go down. I'm trying to save the the Tom 
You know what I mean? Just trying to get someone. <laughs> uh, thought he was our five-star recruit going off all of the hype, but he was actually on most websites a four-star recruit. Uh, so interesting. He out of Callaway High School in Hoganville, Georgia. Former long jumper, former sprinter. Uh, so you would expect some explosion. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, coming into 2020, this guy had offers from pretty much every single college that you could possibly imagine. Uh, signed and committed to Auburn. His running back's coach name is Cadillac Williams. Nice name there, Cadillac. Oh, you've heard of him. Yeah, absolutely. Cadillac Williams. Uh, Co-host from the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, Tom, says that it was a battle between Bigsby and Bijan for the best running back in uh, this recruiting class. But I tell you what, I think he was ranked seventh, so I don't know where he was on about there. Uh, Stats recap, uh, three years at Auburn. 540 attempts for 2,903 yards, 25 touchdowns, but disappointed by the amount of touchdowns. He had 5, 10, and 10 in his three years. So he cracked the double digits uh, in two years. But, uh, you know, going off all of his recruiting stuff, you would expect a lot more. Uh, only cracked 1,000 yards once in the 2021 season. He got to 1,099. And then last year in 12 games, 179 carries for 970 yards and 10 touchdowns. Reception-wise, 62 receptions total for 448 across his career, 30 in his last year for 180 yards. So he can catch the ball, uh, but it's not, you know, it was kind of those design screens and things like that. Uh, all of that led to a 27.3% dominator rating, so just under the 30% we like. A target share of 15.3 in his last year, which is pretty high. Um, that's kind of where you want it, but, you know, that's not something that I think will translate across because he didn't do too much with it. Only 180 yards on 30 carries, uh, 30 catches is, is pretty average. So carries-wise, it's 5.4 yards per carry, and it's uh, 6 yards per catch. So, eh. Uh, ran a 4.56.40 at the Combine. Apparently, he did a 4.45 at his Pro Day. I think the Pro Days are full of shit. But anyways, 32.5-inch uh, in the Vert, which was 13th, and 9-foot-11 inches in the Broad, which was 11th. Um, really bad. Yeah, it, it, it kind of gives him a speed score of 102.4 when you're weight-adjusted, which is only 73rd percentile. So, And that's pretty much what I saw on tape. Uh, 22nd rated runner, according to our mates at PFF. Uh, so, yeah, look, all sorts of meh. Uh, zone attempts, he had 112 zone attempts, gap 60. So he, he kind of can be used in, in any kind of offense here. Uh, one fumble last year, which is good. That's good, solid stuff. Had four in 2021, so showed some improvement. In fact, 2021 was his highest at four. Uh, he had one in 2020 in his rookie season as well. So uh, in terms of you know holding onto the ball, he's pretty safe with, with how he holds onto it. So uh, I tell you what. I watched probably four or five games here, um, and all I came out with was, eh. I mean, it's like a tank stuck in the mud sort of thing. Like, there's, he just his speed wasn't quite there. There was explosiveness early into the carrying, but uh, when he played those tougher teams, like Alabama obviously is is a, a, a good side. He played up against them. There was one play, I think, in the entire game, which was actually half decent. He should have been blown up pretty he actually should have been hammered four guys bearing down of him. He had a jump cut, used his speed to get to the outside and actually picked up 10 yards. Uh, apart from that, it was just really not much doing. Um, what do they have? Solid runner, usually falls forward. So the strength is there where he doesn't get caught and pushed backwards, usually falls forward for maybe an extra half a yard or a yard. Uh, but all I saw was uh, he, he, just, he just tried to do too much. I think he was... So, f so like, frantic to find the edge that I just wish he would just 
put his foot in the ground, cut upfield and just, just run into the tacklers because a lot of the times he'd just pick up one yard trying to bounce it out the outside, whereas if he had to just put his head down, he would have picked up four or five. And I think against a team that kind of got on top of him, like Alabama did, uh, he was just trying too much. Uh, so if he find, if faces a good defense, I think they're going to stop him pretty easily. Um, and, you know, once you transition to, to the NFL, you can't make those decisions. You've just got to pick up what's there rather than trying to bounce it out because there's tougher, stronger, faster guys. You're going to lose yards or they're going to force the ball out as you're running sideways. So it's something that's a bit of a concern. Um, that's that's pretty much all I had. I just – I really did not enjoy watching him. It was slow. It was a bit boring. Um, his highlights were, you know, 20 yards in against a good team. He could expose a bad team, which I suppose every running back that you hope to crack into the NFL can expose a bad team. Um, his speed, long speed, wasn't there. Uh, if he was, I, I remember distinctly, uh, he, he made a break down the sideline, and the commentator said, "Oh, he might go all the way," and then he got caught thirty yards before the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, he didn't go all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, um, someone else can draft this guy. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I like these. Um... His sort of lateral quickness. I think he did a good job um, sort of quickly moving sideways to avoid tackles. I, th- I think he did that. And, I, again, I watched him right after. I watched uh, Sean Tucker, who basically just his move was run fast, and if he didn't get past him, he got tackled. So it was like, for me, it was a bit more refreshing to see somebody who was actually creating space with his footwork, and I think that was a real strength of his. Um, I wouldn't say, like, I definitely am not totally out from- on this guy. Speed is a concern. I watched uh, one game from 2021, actually two games from 2021, and then obviously two or three games from 2022. There was an increase in his explosiveness, but nothing to to get me off my tractor, as you'd say, he was. Yeah. I'm I'm all sorts of met on him. Just vision wasn't quite there. Just he he understood leverage on occasion, but then once again, once they started to fall behind and the defense got on top, he just like. Forget everything and just try and win, but just couldn't. You think he's almost like waiting too long or something? Yeah, sometimes yeah. he could be a bit too patient behind the line. Other times he was just like, I don't know, they were, if they were running a gap play, he'd still be just like, well, I'm just going to run outside because that's where there's <laughs> space. And then the linebackers would just chase him down. So, yeah, it's just a bit a bit frustrating. Um, I, I was, yeah, all sorts of and then I watched your guy and I was like, oh, there's some speed. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely not as fast and, and not as, like, yeah. He doesn't have any anything in his arsenal. I think he's got an AK-47, which is just run into a guy. He doesn't have, you know, a spin move or a, an outstanding duke or an outstanding stiff arm. Oh, see, that, that's where I absolutely just, disagree is that I think he's, his sidestep is, is one of the better ones we've watched from yeah. this class. But, yeah, <laughs> that's about his only strength for me. <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing to get me... Uh, aroused in any way, shape, or form. You're not jumping up the draft order to go. No, no. guy that sort of you, he's definitely a, a fall. If mm. if he's fallen and no one else has taken him and he mm-hmm. falls past the value point, yeah, maybe you consider it. But I think that's it. I mean, I don't see anything terrible about him. I just think he's just, he's probably yeah. Was I think you used the word meh? Yeah, basically. meh. Yeah, he's not bigs, but he's more mediums. B. Oh, I think he's pretty. <laughs> He's fairly big. He's NFL he's size. He's he's ready to go. Right, six foot two yeah. ten. That's where you want to be as an NFL running back. That's that's pretty much it, though. <laughs> I just, uh, eh. I mean, I think I think the other thing is like that. You can say that, and that's something that I think I always look at. I think it's it's good to have that size, right? Because you mm. can't just become bigger. You can't get size, but um, size 
isn't going to get the size line isn't going to do anything. Oh, waistline will tell you Every every year, there's the same amount of guys that are that NFL size. As every year, there's another 20, 30 guys coming in that you know, good. Like they're going to have NFL size or NFL something. Like you don't have, um, except at the wide receiver position. Whether. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, like say, say <laughs> next year, like, you can't be like receiver. if he doesn't do anything this season or show anything, you're not going to be like, oh, but he has the size next year. You'll be like, well, he has yeah. not. He didn't do anything one year one. Mm. Nothing to. And this is the guy that I think this is that type of dynasty pick that he sits on the back end of your rounds. Um, he goes in your taxi squad. He yeah. goes in taxi for a year, and if he if he does something, maybe like oh, this guy's got some value, or he does nothing, and just and he's probably going to be one of the first guys you need to cut mm-hmm. uh, if you've only got the one year taxi. Which is probably if we're looking at our teams now that have the taxi spots getting ready to cut. There's a lot of those running backs that you're cutting. Like I feel like every year I'm cutting that same sort of running back guy that I think oh I'll get this guy because I like him and I'll hold him on my taxi for a year. But that's the like Hassan Haskins. He's he a guy that sort of holds that sort of value. He sort of was a, we didn't really think he was great, but he went into a good spot. And then now it's sort of, I don't know. He probably might consider holding him a bit longer, but he hasn't, he's not starting in your lineup would or at a point. Going off, when I, when I came into it and, you know, I read all of his recruiting stuff first and I'm like, oh, okay. So this, the stats should be there, right? Like I was expecting 15, 16 touchdowns, maybe 1,500 yards. But the fact that he's only got 10 in two years and then didn't even crack 1,000 yards this year is, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of saying a lot. Uh, you know, Auburn weren't the, the greatest team going off just record and, and how they moved the ball. But, yeah, I don't know. They like to run he's a lot. He has 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns like in the year. He's got 25 total. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, you said, I thought you said he only has 10 touchdowns to his college career. I was like, oh, I don't think that's true, Chris. But, yeah. yeah, 10 touchdowns across two years. So, yeah, 10 in 2021 and 10 in 2020. I was expecting, you know, like at least 15 going off his recruiting and then to come up with that, I was like, mm, something hasn't translated. So, um, yeah, look, I think the NFL, if the, if NFL like, if the NFL like him and he all of a sudden goes in the second round for some strange reason, then he might shoot up a few draft boards, but I'd still be just like, I'm out. I think that's one of the challenges with the running back position, like evaluating it. Because if you, like I listen to lots of draft podcasts, but we focus a lot on the first round and, and outside of that, you don't really know, you don't get a, much of a feel of where anyone's going to go. Because it's so hard to predict even just the first round that by the time you're talking and second round, who knows going to go where. Hmm. So Where teams value them, right? Yeah, right. you have no so idea where these running backs are valued. Whereas, a running back that's taken in the fourth round versus a team that always takes the running backs in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yeah. If that's where they take their guys, that means if they take him in the fifth, it means they want to use him, right? Mm. So yeah. like the 49ers is a good example. Mm. Even though they have CMC, but like previously they've taken guys late and you just be like, oh, that guy was taken late. But it's like, well, it's still, it's still should be something him, to consider right? because it's a team that still looks for guys late and mm. looks for sort of values. Yeah, and I, that's where I, I can't remember if I ended up doing an episode on it or not last year, but... I talked a lot about Michael Carter because people were saying, you know, Michael Carter, he's gone in the fourth round. He's dead to us. He's never going to be anything. Um, and it was just sort of, you know, he went, I think, 402 or 403 or something, like right at the top of the fourth round. And we're talking about him going there and somebody going at like the 336 mm-hmm. as like a different player. Like it's, it's four picks. Like mm-hmm. that team can only take him where their pick is. So, like, yeah, just don't get too wrapped up in the difference between late third and early fourth or fifth round and fourth round. It doesn't matter. Like, if, if the team wanted to take their running back at that spot and they were happy to wait, they'll, they'll be happy to use that running back. And I think we've seen a lot of running backs come out 
Well, it's the lately your Pacheco's and stuff like yeah. The running backs yeah, seem the, to be trending to a later round pick anyway, right? So yeah, yeah. Sportsbet have got uh, one running back going in the first round. So there you go. It's Bichon. Yeah, I, I like don't see it being any different. I think there's like people talking about Jameer Gibbs, but the same people that talk about you know we should have picked Jameer Gibbs in our mock draft also waited till pick like twenty seven to have Bijan go, which. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> if you think he's going there, there's no way Gibbs is going in the first round. So, Gibbs yeah. me a break. I, yeah, I've been I've been thinking more and more about whether the Bears are going to do something stupid and take Bijan at nine. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I don't now know. The Steelers are coming up to get him, apparently. The Steelers? That's Steelers absurd. have called the Bears to, say they, to get nine off him, apparently. Mm. I think um, it's going to be interesting because this, Bijan has all talked up at like top real to early pick and now it's sort of sliding a bit more. Now they might be move around, but there's these, this draft seems to be one where teams have to get the, the team building aspect, right? Not or necessarily just the nice flashy players are in the right spot. And I think hmm. a lot of the teams that do have the draft capital are really needing to get yeah. a lot of things, a lot of things to do right. And is, is, is getting a running back early. Um, just, even if he is one of the best players in the draft, yeah, doesn't matter. He was the best player in the draft at the time as well. And, you know, didn't, didn't, win, the didn't win the Giants uh, a Super Bowl, did it? Yeah, uh, the, the one exception there is Philadelphia sitting there with the number 10 overall pick and you're thinking, mm. yeah, they, they they have some needs, but they've, they've really got they're an opportunity not far away, two first-round right? yeah. picks and exactly. they've got a good team and it would make a Different strength story. a strength. It's <laughs> like the Cardinals coming in now and saying, hey, we're going to – take Bijan at three. It's like, why? You've got a billion other... He's just not going to win you a title. I mean, sometimes you think like the jersey sales or the the aspect of it makes them think, oh, I'm going to take a, a big name fancy player that's going to sell jerseys. Uh, or you don't think... Like, sometimes I feel like that's why teams make some decisions that are... I think the Giants wanted Saquon for... One, he was a good player. One, they did a running back and, you know, he would have sold a lot of jerseys mm-hmm. and he's probably been profitable for that organization, but he just hasn't um, been on the right timeline for them to, like now it's good. And I think probably is in a good spot now, but he's had some injuries and luckily. That definitely is a big, big part of it. uh, The other side, but if you get, this is the thing that teams aren't going to want to take the risk on, oh, well, this guy could get a big injury and we just wasted a first round pick or Mm -hmm. they don't bounce back. So, yep. It's tough because you sit there and say, oh, teams shouldn't make it, but some team is going to make it. Like one team's going to be like, we're not. Atlanta's going to go tight end, wide receiver, running back is there, three last picks. Because you can't say, oh, he's going to be at the top of the first round because then you can't, like, if you're not at the top of the first round to take him, I'm top of the second round, sorry, not top of the first, Hmm. you're at the top of the second thinking, oh, this is where he should go value-wise. And, you know, but the teams at the top know, oh, you want to come up and get him, you you, you pay something, right? Hmm. It's not cheap, so then the value gets distorted, so why would you not just take him with a late first because um, it just works out for your team. I don't know. It's just very interesting the tactics. And... There's so many teams there that could put him in there. Like they don't, they've all got needs. Every team has needs, right? Yep. Every team has someone you can pick. But, you know, like for those teams that are competing, it's like an instant difference maker the way mm. – they see him and, you know, is a developmental tackle or a, or a guard that you're maybe going to play, is, is that going to have as much of an impact as this, you know, generational talent in inverted commas at, at running back? And 
yeah, some of these teams aren't very good at running the ball, and yeah, could make a big difference to Wait, boys, Cincinnati. Yeah. What we spoke about to start the oh, yeah. our competition. Yeah, so we're going to do a uh, Discord competition. Pick your first round. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to actually get 31 out of 31 for that. So that's I already be... made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I said, <laughs> I said 20. I wasn't as big-headed as you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, so reach out to Discord. We'll uh, put a link or something up, get get that going. Um, yeah, what have we got left? Two weeks, three weeks? Two, two, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow. So um, yeah. episode next week, whether we do a breakdown or whether we do a, a mock or... Uh, recap or rankings episode. We'll we'll let you know, I guess. Even, either, Definitely, I think we've got to put the running back ranks in there, um, either on the episode or on the something. So, yeah, look out for next week's app, and then uh, it'll be all systems go for draft hype the week after. We'll be recording the night before the draft, so that's going to be an interesting, interesting episode. <laughs> takes on takes, I reckon. Maybe we should move it a day early that week. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, great stuff. It's an hour in. Let's uh, let's go and uh, have some sleep. What does Tom say before he finishes the podcast? Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> yes, sir. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs>